Hi, this is Rhonda Johnson with Life of Love Ministries podcast. Thank you for joining me today. We're going to talk about the trials of life. This is a three-part series that we've been covering in the articles weekly. The first article was entitled, When, When We Experience the Trials of Life. I didn't really go into it in the article, but I want for us to really understand and realize that everyone, every person goes through trials in life, troubled times, hardships, challenges, and difficult times. When difficult times come, it isn't because God is punishing us or angry with us. It isn't because he's forsaken us and it isn't his fault. It's the fault of sin. Sin came into the world through the sin of Adam and Eve. And every bad thing that happens to us, everything that happens to us here that will never happen to us in heaven is because sin is here and it isn't in heaven. That's really important for us to, to remember because it seems as though those who struggle the most with, with troubles are those who want to blame God for rescuing, for not rescuing them or for not helping them as though they think feel that they're entitled to a life without any sorrows or suffering or hardship. And that just isn't the case. God made a perfect world for us to live in the Garden of Eden. Our sin entered the world through disobedience. And every trouble and hardship that has come to man since then is because of this sin. Every sickness, every death, every disappointment, all of those things are because sin is influencing everything that happens on this planet. The Lord allows suffering and pain and loss, but he doesn't cause it. He isn't the author of it. He isn't the one that brings it on to us. The difficulties of life and the hardships that we face are, again, from sin. God does not owe us anything. He doesn't owe us a perfect life. He doesn't owe us a life with no hardships, no sickness, no pain. But what he does is through our salvation and through our trust in him, he allows us to go through the difficulties that everyone, every human being goes through. And he allows us to cling to him and to have peace and comfort through him. So that when we go through those times of sorrow, they are not like people who don't have him. And that is a gift that we have from God. Psalm 62, I'm sorry, Psalm 61, 2 says, From the end of the earth, I call to you. When my heart is overwhelmed and weak, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. That was written by King David. He had been anointed king, but he wasn't king yet. And he says that when, when my heart is overwhelmed. And so not only was his heart overwhelmed probably when he wrote it, but he knew that his heart would be overwhelmed again. And so it's so important for us to have this understanding so that when something happens to us, we don't feel double attacked, attacked by the trouble and attacked from God who didn't prevent it. God allowed uh, Job to be tested by the enemy. God allowed the enemy to do everything that was done, everything that was taken, everything that was 
um, hard and sad and sorrowful that Job went through, the Lord allowed it. And I say that because the enemy, Satan, went to God and, and said, the only reason that Job praise, praises you is because you give him a perfect life and you shield him from all bad things that happen to him. And the Lord considered him, which means he looked at his capabilities and knew what he was able to withstand. And he said, okay, you can, you can test him. You can try him. And so we know that God does the same for us. John Kilpatrick preached a message called Father Filtered. And that is that everything that comes to us, every temptation, every trial, every hardship comes to us after God has looked at us and made sure that we have the capability to call to him and to lean on him. That doesn't guarantee that we will. Some people refuse to allow the Lord to help them. When they're in sorrow and in grief, they refuse to be consoled. That doesn't mean that the Lord isn't available to help them. It means they don't allow him. They don't call on the Lord and allow him to lift them up and to to be their helper, to be their comfort. That is what God wants for us. He wants for every bad thing that happens to us, for us to trust him, for us to look to him and rely on him. There was a time in the late 90s when I'm going to start at the very beginning. We were in a church service with an evangelist and he prayed for me. And um, as I was standing and just praying and allowing the Lord to minister to me, the Lord spoke to me in a way that um, I've only had happen a few times But the Lord spoke to me and said, you're going to go through the fire. And when you do, you're going to cling to me. And when, when these words came to me, I pictured myself an afternoon ritual that happened almost every day of my life. And that was at about 410 every afternoon, my dad drove up. And when he drove up, we busted through the front door and ran out to greet him. And we would throw our arms around him. He would usually pick me up and hug me, put his cheek on my cheek. And he would whisper in my ear and say, hello, sweetheart, or hello, pumpkin. And I would cling to him and just was so happy to see him every single day. And as the Lord said, oh, you'll cling to me. And I'll hold to you. I pictured this picture of me and my dad every afternoon. And the Lord said, but I will be with you. You'll cling to me and I will be with you and I will strengthen you and I will bring you through. So that was in the mid nineties. By 1999, my mother had been um, diagnosed with lung cancer and was having treatments at this time before she was um, finished with having a lung removed, my dad started having symptoms of, um, some, some health problems. And my younger brother, who was a quadriplegic was also having some more severe problems. So I had my mother who was just out of surgery in Bryan, Texas. My dad, who was going to doctor after doctor after doctor, and they could not find what was wrong with him. My younger brother, who was in and out of hospitals in Austin, Texas. Finally, what happened was my my mother was still recovering. My dad ended up in Houston in treatment. 
for uh, kidney cancer. And my younger bro brother was in and out of um, Austin, Texas, in and out of hospitals. And so here I had three young sons and my two parents and my brother all, all needed my help. And I was absolutely walking through the fire. And I honestly didn't know if I would get to keep both my parents or if I would lose them both. But my mother passed away a couple of, well, before two years after her surgery. And my dad lived 18 years longer. My younger brother lived several years longer as well. But that was an absolute trial of life to go through that. And I remember standing in our kitchen in Palestine, Texas. And I remember looking up to the Lord and I just said, Lord, I know you won't give me more than I can bear, but please take, please take notice because I think I'm right on the line right now. And I just, I felt the Lord with me through that whole thing. I would drive back and forth from Palestine to uh, where they were, had retired in Dimebox, Texas. From there, I would take my mother to Houston to see my dad. We'd go back to Dimebox. I'd go to Austin and see my brother. And this went on and on for months and months and months. And so this was just such an unbelievable time in our lives. But the Lord was close. I called out to him. And when I did, he comforted me. I prayed constantly. I worshiped constantly. And we'll talk about this another time, but I'm just going to say this for the sake of you having heard it. But during this time, I heard the Lord tell me, when your mother comes to me, give thanks. And so we'll have more on that at another time. But God was, was near to me and God helped me through that time. And he will come near and he will help anyone who asks for his help. He allows these. These times are inevitable because we live on this sin-infested, hostile, dangerous planet of ours. There's a scripture in Psalms where David said, I was shapen in iniquity in my mother's womb. Even in the mother's womb, we are affected by sin. There is no safe place on earth because of sin. So we net definitely need to cleave to the Lord and pray earnestly and have a devoted life to, to the Lord for us to receive his benefits and his blessings. It's the only way that we can go through this life and not say what I just heard Jordan Peterson say, and that is that life is suffering. And, you know, I don't, I've gone through many, many hard times. I've gone through many tragedies and because of the Lord being so near, I don't categorize my life as suffering. I don't put it in a capsule and say my life equals suffering. There has been suffering, but the Lord comes and takes our suffering. He turns our sadness into joy. He turns our our heartbreak into, into gladness, our mourning into gladness, the word says. And only he can do that. And so it's so important for us to remember where trouble comes from so that when it comes, we aren't tempted to blame the one who wants to help us. The one that causes it is the one we ignore and the one who wants to help us, we blame. And so it's so important for you to remember that God is our helper, not the cause of our calamity.
So please remember that. I recently heard a pastor preach a message that was so interesting to me. And the longer I've thought into it and the longer I've meditated and considered scripture, the more I realize it's the truth. But it's so foreign. This may hit you in a funny way. It did me the first time I heard it. But I want to read Hebrews eleven six. It says, without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. When we deal with hardships, it's so important for us to know. We always want to know why. Well, the, the absolute bottom line answer is because we live in a world of sin. But why God allows it is another question. And this scripture, oddly enough, explains, and that is when we believe in him, that he exists, and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. When we go through trials of life and we earnestly seek the Lord for help, for comfort, for strength, for wisdom, then he is a reward. He rewards us. And I mentioned this in one of the articles, and that is when we know God as rewarder, it is a, it's a deeper and a unique relationship. It's a, it's a deeper way that we know the Lord. It's another way that we know him. You may know him as the healer. You may know him as your comforter. You may know him as your joy or your helper, but to know him as your rewarder, is a, a sense of, uh, honestly, accomplishment. You, you feel like if God is rewarding you, that he's proud of you. And the word says that you're pre precious to the Lord and we are his children. And just like I loved to reward my children and they loved to receive rewards and they knew when I gave them a reward that I was proud of them. When the Lord rewards us, we have a sense that he's proud of us. And that he is, you know, glad that we looked to him and that he's, he is get, receiving pleasure from us, which is our purpose to give him pleasure. And when we do that, we feel like our purpose has been met on the earth. So read Hebrews eleven six and keep this in mind that God wants for us to come to him so that he can reward us. And that is one of the many purposes that our trials and suffering allow us is an opportunity to choose to trust the Lord and to turn to him instead of turning to other things. It's important for us to remember also that the Lord prepares us for our trials, even if we feel completely unprepared, if we feel like our legs have been clipped out from under us, if we feel like the breath has been taken from us and we have to remind ourselves to breathe. The Lord knew that this was going to happen. He has examined you and knows that you can handle it. And so it's important for us to gain confidence from that. If we read the word, if we not only study for ourselves, but if we listen to preaching, then we will be prepared all the more because his word, listening to his word and, and reading his word for ourselves, studying into the word, those things build our faith. When we read the Old Testament and the New Testament and we see what God's done in the past, we have a knowing in faith that we know he's going to see us through. 
we know that God's going to take care of us. I want to read a list here. King David went through unbelievable trials, running for his life from Saul. He, he was anointed king, and yet Saul was still the king, and Saul sought after him daily. And David had to hide in caves and in, I mean, just all over the, all over the land, trying to just stay alive as Saul wanted to kill him. Joseph, you remember the trouble that Joseph faced? He was in prison for, I think, about 13 years for crimes he didn't even do. King Hezekiah was just deeply anguished. He suffered anguish of soul, he says. Ruth went through extremely uh, troubling times. Moses, Daniel, Job, Jonah, Nehemiah, the disciples all faced terrible times. So remember, when you're facing a real struggle, something that just shakes you to your core, you are not being singled out or picked on. This is not because God has turned his back from you. It's the exact opposite. It's because he wants you to turn to him so he can reward you and love you. But these accounts are to show us the value of trusting and obeying the Lord. I read an article um, probably a year or two years ago. It was written by Rick Warren. And at the time, I was having very, very severe and very painful health problems. And I was uh, sitting this mor this particular morning and I read the devotion. And this devotion said that we are either in a trial, we're about to enter a trial, or we're leaving a trial. And he used a mountaintop as an example. He said, you're either, a, you're either climbing a mountain, you're at the mountaintop, or you're descending, going down into a valley or into a trial. And I, I was in this time with just terrible pain and terrible health problems. And I remember sitting and, and thinking, where am I in this? Am I, am I going into a trial? Am I just leaving a trial? And I had just suffered a major loss in the death of my dad just a few years before. And so I thought, okay, I have just left a trial. And then I thought, well, that's not really today, though. That was several years. I could not decide where I was on this graph. And all at once, the Lord spoke to me and, and just reminded me that <laughs> I was actually enduring terrible problems with my health at the time. But because I was trusting so much in the Lord, because this time of trouble had become a time of intense blessing because as I just poured out my heart daily to the Lord and spent time in worship and as I spent time praying for others, spent time in the word and deeply studying various things, as I did that, the Lord's presence was so near me that I had forgotten that I was actually in a trial at that very moment a very painful one. And so I just, I felt the Lord. It was just like he just kissed me on the forehead. I just felt the Lord, um, his pleasure. I felt 
his presence in a way that was as rewarder. I felt that he was proud of me and that he was uh, approving of my situation and of how that I had allowed his presence to be a healer to me and to be a, a healer of my emotions and of my, um, not my body hadn't been healed yet, but everything else just seemed so wonderful having the Lord so near that I'd forgotten for a few minutes that I was in pain. So that's what clinging to the Lord and cleaving to the Lord can do when you're in the middle of a terrible situation. The word says that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. So because we belong to the Lord, because we're justified in faith, that doesn't mean that we're exempt from hard times in life. Sin is the reason, and it's so important for us to remember that. I know I keep repeating it, but I just really want for us to understand that. If that doesn't make sense to you, pray and ask the Holy Spirit to show you how that is really the case. But God doesn't owe us anything, as I said earlier. But he's given us the most valuable thing he owned, and that was his son. He is never to blame for our problems, but he's always the reason that our problems aren't worse. And he's always the reason for our blessings, every blessing that we have. It doesn't matter how dark things become. It doesn't matter how difficult your days are. There are always things to thank the Lord for. I thank the Lord every morning as soon as I open my eyes. Before my feet hit the ground, I thank the Lord for a good night's sleep or for a comfortable warm bed. I thank the Lord for whatever is on my heart that I'm thankful for. And if I can't think of anything else, then I'm thankful that he made this day for me to live for him. And then we can thank the Lord for so much. We are Americans and we live in the most blessed time of any other civilization. Bless, thank the Lord for warm water and for an air conditioner or a heater. Thank the Lord for everything that you have. We are blessed. And so for us to not have anything to be thankful for is really a shame if we're that way. Work on that if that's your case. But be thankful. To have a thankful heart and a thankful attitude will help you to focus on the Lord instead of focusing on your troubled situation. And that in itself is so valuable that that, that is probably the best method and the best strategy that there is, is just to thank the Lord for what you have, for what he's already done for you. Job 5, 7 says, man is born in trouble as surely as sparks fly upward. As I have said repeatedly, everyone goes through trouble. Old, young, rich, poor, close to the Lord, far away from God, everyone goes through trouble. It's important for us to decide ahead of time that when trouble comes, if everyone you love is gone tomorrow, it's important for you to say what Job said, and that is, I am going to trust the Lord. I will glory in the Lord. I will not turn my back on God. And if we decide these things in advance, then when things come against us and when things don't go our way, it is so much easier for us to trust the Lord then because we've already decided to do that. We'll talk more about troubled times next week. 
I hope that you have a wonderful and blessed day. I hope that this has ministered to you and that it's helped you. Feel free to send any questions or comments to rondajohnsonministries at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I hope that you have an awesome day. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining Life of Love Ministries podcast.